Gobble, gobble. Welcome to another episode of One for the Table. I'm your host, Kim Chi, the host with the most and host with the least over there does some. I just couldn't stop thinking about the fact that like we tried to make turkey sounds, but we just ended up sounding like we were trying to sing the theme song for that TV show. White Lotus? Yes. (laughs) Also, I think like um, American version of like animal sounds is so weird. Yeah. Mostly because like I grew up learning like Korean ways of like animal sound. Okay, like so like give like a... yow and dog sound is mong mong, mong mong, mong mong. Yeah, I don't know. And in America it's like bow wow, bow wow, <laughs> or bark. Or woof, isn't woof? it bark? Or is woof woof too? Or... Well, in Cantonese, dog sound is like whoa whoa, <laughs> whoa wow, whoa 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 whoa. Sounds like a party. Pretty much, whoa, whoa. pretty much like yeah. Pretty much our animal sounds are essentially what like the sounds that babies make when they think of the animal sounds. This ain't no Pokemon. No, it's not. Where wild creatures are like, Chansey! Chansey. Their name is Chansey. You know there is a theory that since Pokemon predated people and they pretty much just phoneticized the names that we gave them, um, that Pokemon technically invented like English. Pokemon sounds were the precursor for language because we just called them what they called themselves and then we use that to like do the basis of language. That is a fan theory of Pokemon. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the world of Pokemon is very confusing. It is. Like, what is the fish that, like, people in Pokemon eat? You know, like, are you eating Goldines? Or, like, is there, like, a separate breed of, like, animals that they eat? I would... I'd try them. I would I would eat the Pokemon. Like, the tor- the Taurus Pokemon, like, that's that's a steak. Like, they're, they're making steaks. And then also, like, chicken fight and dog fight is, like, extremely, like, immoral. Oh, for sure. But it's, like, a common thing in the Poke world to capture these Pokemons and then mm-hmm. have them fight against each other. Yep. Yep. It's, like, it's it a... it sound very... It's a, it's a very, very cruel system, which it's a lot better just not to think about it too much. I've gotten to the point where it's, like, I prefer, like, I like to know about Pokemon lore, but I feel like I've outgrown the actual game. Like, I love Pokemon because I grew up with it, but the games are just, like, no longer that much fun to me. So I like knowing about the new stuff that's going on with Pokemon, but I, like, just don't want to play the games anymore. Um, the latest Violet and Scarlet game was really fun. Was it? Yeah. There, with each game, like, it's still the same formula where, you know, you get, like, three starter Pokemons and then, you know, you fight all the gym leaders. But then they switch it up every now and then with, not every now and then, but with every game, they change like a little detail. Mm -hmm. So like last game, you could go battle any of the gym leaders. Like you don't have to do it in order. Oh, interesting. Um, You could travel to like anywhere in the world at your leisure. Um, So yeah, the last game was very enjoyable to me. It had its issues, but I think it was like the best one yet. I think the next game that I'm going to buy is the new Super Mario game. Oh, Super Mario Wonder? Yeah. The thing is, I like those games, mm-hmm. but like, like a side scroll adventure, like those action, like stage type of games, mm-hmm. it doesn't hold my interest. After like playing three stages, I'm like, all right, moving on with my life. I buy those games more for the like co op play aspect because it's something that mm-hmm. Little John can play along with mm-hmm. me. Um, and it's something that we can do together. But otherwise, like, I prefer oh. RPGs. 
which oh, are notoriously nice single player. Having someone to play games with. Um, you play games with so many people. <laughs> I love how sad is just the brand that you try to like perpetuate. <laughs> Lonely, but doesn't want company. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's actually a new game that's coming out on November 30th that I'm like really excited about. It's actually a game from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an RPG by Compile. I think the English title is something Japanese. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation. Gensei Suikoden. Okay, I don't know that one. The story's like really tight. The fight system is really good, and then it's just a really good game. So if you see it in the Switch store, get it. I will take a look. And also, um. There's supposed to be like a new model of um, Nintendo mobile that's com- or console that's coming out next year. Yeah, I heard about that. Like, like a new, like a new new console. Yeah, and I because I've been so used to the Switch for so long, and mm-hmm. I haven't had any issues with that. That it's crazy that they're. I mean, it makes sense because it's been almost a decade mm-hmm. since the early Switch. Has it really? But I'm not ready to say goodbye to Switch yet. Has it really been almost that long? Hey, Siri. When was Nintendo Switch released? Damn, my Siri never works. <laughs> <laughs> it never works. Uh, <laughs> okay, Switch came out in... Oh. <laughs> I guess it hasn't been a full decade. It has March not. 3rd, 2017. Okay, yeah, I did not think so. I was like, I feel like I had the Switch only shortly before COVID started, which was like three Why years before like COVID. It's been like 15 years since Switch came out. I don't know. What do we... It, before that was the Wii U. Like, they didn't even make an original Mario Kart game for the Switch yet, you know? Super Mario Kart 8 wasn't original for the Switch? That was a Wii game? That was made for Wii U, and then they just like brought it straight to Switch because Wii U failed really bad. Yeah, nothing. That was the worst. That was like, the, I had the Wii U, and it was actually really cool. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they just marketed it so poorly. Um, yeah, I mean, for Nintendo, it's like it's never been about the graphics, but it's yeah. all about like the cleverness, finding creative new ways to play the game. Yeah, and the artistry behind their limitations. Mm-hmm. Which is why I still don't have a PS5, but I, w- I do want to get one. PS5s are easy to get now. They are. I haven't had a long enough chunk of time where I was like, I want to buy a game and I want to sit down and I just want to play this thing for a long, long time. And when I do, when I see that time come up, I will probably preemptively buy a PS5 and some Final Fantasy games. That's my biggest problem with like a lot of these like big console games. They're great, they're grand, they're fun, but... If I don't like sit and play continuously and beat it, you lose. Let's say if I have to like go on tour and come back to it, I forget all the mechanics and how to play. Yes, that happens all the time. I have to relearn Zelda every time I pick it up again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and by that point, there's new game that's out that's hot and fresh that I'm just like over this. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Anyways, how was your people, Thanksgiving? You know, like, with, oh yeah, <laughs> speaking of the topic that we actually came here for. This fully turned into like a nerd um, yeah, podcast, which, which I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at that either, but it's almost been 10 minutes of just talking about video games. <laughs> but you know, our listeners, I'm sure <laughs> they're used to us rambling about. They really are. Some bullshit. Anyways, <laughs> um, 
And speaking of Pokemon, so for the first time in, I don't know, it almost feels like a decade, mm-hmm. 10, 15 years that our family all gathered together for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice. And my brother uh, and his wife gave birth to a baby like nine months ago. Oh, So the baby's been in their house and the baby's like so cute and so well behaved mm-hmm. that like, I mean, I definitely don't want kids, mm-hmm. but like... You understand the appeal. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's 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 cute. Yeah. Your heart grew like a size um, bigger. I just know, I just know, like there is good in the world. Hey, They're yeah. not all evil, screaming, like nasty beings. <laughs> Possibly, maybe even like less murderous. I well, I wouldn't. Let's not let's not go too far here. <laughs> so, I actually like looked but, um, up. Um, oh, sorry. Go mm-hmm. ahead. No, and then when we went out shopping. Um, the kid was like really interested in his Pikachu toy at Target. Oh, so I was like, I'm gonna teach this kid a little taste of capitalism, <laughs> and I bought the Pikachu toy for him, and he's been loving it. Yay! And I hope he grows to be a very, very <laughs> character obsessed nerd like I am. Ah, <laughs> uh, you should send him some makeup. We'll see, you know. <laughs> I mean, I fully would, but I just don't want him to get bullied. So, of course, of if he asks me for makeup, I'll send him all the makeup he wants. But I'm you like, never like, know. Hey, you never kid, know. You, you want just, some makeup? He just might be like the most popular kid in school. Yeah, you never know. At his terms, you know. Yes. Um. Well, what about the food? Okay, so so growing up, we never ever ever like made Thanksgiving meals at home. Yeah. Um. My mom hates turkey. My brother doesn't like turkey. Um, so then like we turkey? usually go to like old country buffet and get, you know, like old country buffet meals or cook steak or whatever. But this year, we got the Popeye's turkey. Oh, that's right. Which is great because, um, so it's deep fried turkey that comes fully cooked and frozen. And all you have to do is defrost it and stick it in the oven for an hour and a half. Um, which we did, and then I took all the um drippings and the juice. Um, and while the turkey was roasting, we there were so like there was the so too. much juice in that turkey. Yeah. Oh my god, there was and it so wasn't, much like, oily. It wasn't oily and stuff, but there was like a good two quarts or a quart of juice that I used to make gravy because I got the turkey too. Um, but mm-hmm. like I used it to make so much gravy. Same. I just threw a little flour and butter in there and just like whisked it up yeah. low heat. And the turkey gravy was delicious. Yeah. Okay. So you never answered my question, but like you said, your brother doesn't like turkey. Your mother doesn't like turkey. But do you like turkey? I love turkey. You love turkey. Okay. I love turkey, especially when it's made well with cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. And also, like some people are very particular about like their food, like not touching each other because they're mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> freaks. Yeah. Psychos. But Thanksgiving, I want all of my side dishes to touch each other. Yeah. I want each side dish making love to one another on the plate. I want that harmonious, like, it all orgy tastes good of, together. Of like Thanksgiving flavors. Yeah. Yes. It all tastes and good you eat, together. Like, different things together. And then the gravy is the loop that holds it all together. Yeah. Totally. Um, I saw on Instagram, 
There were actually I saw a couple versions of this. Um, after their Thanksgiving, Dave Chang made like Thanksgiving leftover lasagna, and he literally made a lasagna out of all of the parts of mm. the Thanksgiving dinner. One person did like a burrito with all of the parts of the Thanksgiving, and I was like, "This is so much fun." Um, but yeah, I think. What did you do? What did I do? I went to Little John's mm. families for Thanksgiving, but I also for a video. I cooked and reviewed the Popeye's turkey. And I also Ew. thought it was quite good. Um, I didn't, Will the video be out by the time the listeners listen to this? Uh, yes, because the video comes out on Sunday and this, video, this podcast comes out on Monday. So if you want to see my review of the Thanksgiving Day turkey from Popeye's, or I should say holiday turkey from Popeye's, because I think they have it still. Um, yeah, you can check out my channel at John Kung at YouTube. But yeah, all in all, I liked it. I don't think there was enough Cajun seasoning in mine. I agree, but then also I kind of like that for my family, like who's not used to Cajun seasoning. Yes. I think if there was more than that, I think it might have put them off. Was it just on your turkey breast? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was just on my breast part as well. So the rest of the turkey didn't really have a lot of Cajun seasoning on it. I didn't know whether that was a mistake or whether that was a thing that they actually did. So good to know that that's actually what they did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't speak to that intimate knowledge of this turkey, but yeah, well, um, I liked that it wasn't. It was just like a kiss of a seasoning, and it wasn't too much seasoning. It was very, still very. Uh, I should say it tasted like a Thanksgiving day turkey with just a little mm -hmm. kick like that's on the breast just part. a little a je ne sais quoi yes of the little cajun sparkle a kiss even a little mm -hmm. just a little, mm -hmm. just i don't know mm -hmm. just a little <laughs> and then we put all the veggies in the bottom of the pan so that mm -hmm. brussels sprouts and carrots all soak up that turkey juice oh, while it was nice. cooking oh yes and hit it with a little salt you know after it comes out of the oven mm -hmm. overall i mean for someone like who doesn't cook turkey regularly. Mm -hmm. I think the things the Popeyes turkey is like a godsend. Yes, you know, I like our say. family doesn't in the Korean cooking. Like we don't traditionally brine meat. Yeah, and also brining takes up so much like room in the refrigerator and time, and time, and it's kind of scary like, if you don't know what you're doing because you're like yeah. you're literally sticking like a raw bird in a bucket of liquid for like anywhere from twenty four to forty eight hours, like. Or salting it for 48 hours. And it's just like kind of scary to have it in there. Whereas this one is literally just like thawed in your refrigerator for three days or in liquid for faster if you want to. And then mm -hmm. don't season it. Don't touch it. Just stick it in your oven and leave it alone. And when it's done, it's done. You don't have to do anything else to it. And it's juicy AF. Yes, it is juicy AF. So... I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some snobs like that are going to be like, Bleh. my family's been branding their own turkey in like orange peels and dates and I don't know. Yeah, well, which is all great. I'm sure like, it's delicious. Yeah. But you know, yeah. not everybody's your family. Right, exactly. In which case you can say, I was like, what? You didn't raise it yourself? <laughs> you didn't kill it yourself? Although, what school um, did you send this turkey to? <laughs> Actually, um, on the way, um, some... My mom is in Atlanta, so on my way to Atlanta in the car, mm -hmm. the driver was like, "Are you cooking thanks or turkey for Thanksgiving?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I just um got my own turkey." And I'm like, "Where did you get it from?" He's like, "No, I went and hunted a wild turkey." Damn. I'm like, "That's a thing." It is. And he's like, yeah. 
I will say it's like though, you can drive like two hours like out of like LA and then like you go into the mountains and there's like wild turkeys everywhere. And he said their feathers are like really hard. So when you shoot the turkeys, you have to like shoot it in the head and kill it in one shot. And also it's better not to shoot the body because then you have to like pick pellets out of the turkey body that you're you've shred through it. Um it was actually like during COVID when we were all shut down in quarantine, I was still running outside in like the abandoned lot areas in Detroit because nobody lives around there anyway. But I I saw turkeys out in the city in like the abandoned lot areas. And then I started seeing on Instagram and Facebook, people were posting like turkeys were hanging out in downtown Detroit because nobody was out there. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. The turkeys were coming back. Nature is healing. Um, but as far oh, as... For like, the rest of our... Oh, sorry. Oh. But as far as like what I did on Thanksgiving Day, um, mm-hmm. I went to Little John's family's place. He's got a big family and they do like... You know, the turkey, deep fried turkey, mashed potatoes, and like the green bean casserole type thing. But I think like that I want to do, I, at this age now, I want to do my own Thanksgiving. I want to do it where like I make all the food. I have not yet done a thanks. I've not yet hosted a Thanksgiving where like I was responsible for the food and I want to do that now. So I think that's what I'm going to do next year and just have, enjoy a, small amount of people over and like have like really good versions of everything. It sounds like you're ready to be a family guy. No, I can invite people. I don't need to have kids. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like you want to you want to You can't have like you can't do like a own. fancy gourmet Thanksgiving if you have kids. No, these fucking children will learn. <laughs> they have to learn at some point. That there is a world outside of just brown Thanksgiving food. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited at the idea of it. And so our family, you know, obviously we don't normally cook um, traditional American side dishes either. Mm-hmm. So my mom got a bunch of side dishes from Costco, mm-hmm. which was actually a very cost-effective and time-effective way. Oh, yeah. All we had to do was just literally just throw everything in the oven. Like we got the, or she got the mac and cheese, mashed potatoes. We threw like a Jiffy corn casserole together, which that's just all mixing the ingredients and tossing in there. Salad. Yeah. Costco. And then she also got king crab legs from Sam's Club. Nice. They were selling like giant bags of like king crab legs for $40 each. So she bought three jumbo bags. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. Uh, I love how you did like pretty much the American version of going to H Martin and getting chapche. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Costco then for today with the leftovers, I made turkey pho. Ooh, nice. We took all the, or I took all the um, turkey bones and carcass and then boiled down and, you know, added like fish sauce, rock sugar, like fall spices, mm. like chard, onion, and ginger. Boiled it all down and then, you know, served it like how you serve fall and it was so good everybody like drank every bite that's so that sounds delicious that sounds so good I still have my easy way to like get rid of all the turkey leftovers yeah I I still have all of my turkey carcass and I even like (laughs) the breast meat is in with the turkey carcass because I was like I'm not gonna eat this we have thighs and 
We have all the dark meat. So like I actually consider like the white meat that isn't eaten to be part of like the turkey carcass. Cause that when you boil that down in kanji, white meat mm-hmm. is fine. When it's all like turned oh, into like, like all shredded shredded and stripped out, and where it's like kind of like it's not even breast anymore, it's just adding texture to the soup, then I like white mm-hmm. meat. But otherwise, like light meat, I don't want to waste my I don't want to waste room in my stomach on light meat when it comes to eating. Mm-hmm. See, I like a little bit of the white meat and the dark meat. It's st- and the light meat like- better be like dripping juicy still. Like it still better be like just super moist. Oh, our turkey is pretty moist thanks to Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. But then you lube it up with gravy. Mm. The white meat yeah. is just an excuse for you to dunk those bad boys in the gravy. Yeah. You just drench it in that like brown, thick, meaty sauce that's so buttery. Uh, how do you make your gravy? Mine mm. is just butter and drippings and flour. And also cranberry sauce. Artisanal cranberry sauce is very delicious. You know, the ones like with the orange zest and everything. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about a canned cranberry sauce. Sliced. Yeah. That like really hits at home. I honestly don't think they're like I have not had I've not had a homemade cranberry sauce that has like been more satisfying than that shit out of a can. Mm. Although like maybe like a cranberry chutney might be nice. Mm, cranberry chutney. Uh, cranberry is so good. It's just like the sweet acidity, you mm-hmm. know. You just need lots like make sure just... you're adding in lots and lots of sugar. One thing I don't understand is though sweet potato casserole. Uh, I you like. I've been sending you all these videos of like people breading their sweet potato casserole. I, I don't uh, know if you've been watching the videos I've been sending you. <laughs> I, I haven't actually. No, I haven't seen a lot of the videos. Like I'm so backlogged with the videos that you've been sending me on TikTok. Um, oh my god! But yeah, sweet well, potato thank, casserole. Thank I don't. I do like the corn casserole. I like a sweet corn casserole. Yeah, corn casserole is delicious. But sweet potato, I think the part that throws me off is the marshmallow. Oh, that's what sweet potato casserole... Yes, I know what you're talking about now. I... Is it a dessert? Is it not a dessert? I don't know. That part always like boggled me. Instead of like a sweet potato casserole, I'd almost want like a sweet potato succotash, I think would be better. Mm-hmm. Like... Cube up those like sweet potatoes, crisp like you know, boil it and then like cook them, crisp them in the oven with like spices and herbs. Cause like why throw in like a little like turkey sausage in there with it or something? Cause I know like I really like sweet potato pie. It is actually like I prefer sweet potato pie over pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. So like sweet potato casserole to me just seems like I don't know. It seems irrelevant considering the fact that sweet potato pie is there already. I just never known anyone that thinks sweet potato casserole is like their favorite part of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like you'll find mac and cheese lovers, you have turkey lovers, you have green bean casserole lovers. Mashed potatoes and like gravy. you have roll rovers. Yes. But no one ever thinks like, oh, that sweet potato casserole really like hit it out of the park this year. Eric Kim did a deep dive on green bean casserole where I think he made like nine or ten different kinds and reviewed them all from from different people's recipes. Mm-hmm. I do like a green bean casserole, as long as it's just not like out of a can with mushroom soup with some of those fried onions on top. I don't know. That hits too sometimes. I don't... I I feel like with green beans, 
green beans out of a can is fine in some cases, but mm-hmm. there's something about green beans out of a can and green bean casserole with all the soup. Like, I feel like I taste the metal. It tastes a little tinny mm. to me. I feel like the most successful form of like canned vegetable is corn. Corn, 100%. Like canned corn is flawless. Like canned canned corn, corn is, like, and creamed really corn sometimes is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But we as society have yet to like work on our quality of like vegetables for... Oh, canned. some canned tomatoes though. Oh, canned tomatoes are fine too, yeah. Yeah. But canned green beans, canned potatoes, and canned carrots, D3, disgusting. They make canned potatoes and carrots? I always buy those frozen if I needed to get them. Oh, they come in cans. (sighs) Because I think of like peas, peas and carrots and stuff. I bought those frozen before, but I've never bought them canned. Oh, peas should always be frozen. Yeah. Like canned peas are so mushy and they have this like weird taste too. That's almost like Metal. baby food kind oh. of. Well, yeah, because that's exactly what peas but are. But frozen, frozen peas, chef's kiss. Yeah. And you can buy fresh like English peas almost year round now. Mm-hmm. And frozen peas are just like nice and sweet. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I call boba from Mother Nature. <laughs> so dumb. Little green boba. Little green boba. Do you like do you like peas and mashed potatoes? I like it when you're like have them together. And mashed potatoes? Yeah. Not not to cook together, but like when you get peas and mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving. Oh, absolutely. And then you just like absolutely. mix it up yourself and it's got just kind of like it's your ratio of peas and mashed potatoes, and it gives you just that mm-hmm. little like Pop of greenness as you're chewing. Yeah, the butter. Oh, mm-hmm. it's good. That's good shit. Oh. Mm-hmm. My favorite way to consume peas is still like, it's like a minted pea salad. Oh, nice. Something about like mint and pea goes so well together. Yeah. Because it's that green, because peas just taste so green. And when they're done right, they mm-hmm. just taste green in the best possible way. They're green, but also like sweet. Yes. And they're also juicy. Yes. That like popping sensation. Yeah. You know, is Ikura like the pea of the sea or, or is the pea the Ikura, the Ikura of, the of vegetables? <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that could be an interesting thing. Instead of like a Ikura nigiri, you can have like a pea nigiri. Pea <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would try it. I would miss the Ikura. But I would try mm-hmm. it. I it it would be it would be actually it would be cute to have them side by side. So one is like gr- like orange and golden, and the other one is like green. Like I think it would be very pretty next to each other. We can be super pretentious and call it a vegan ikura. Vegan ikura. I think I just threw up. <laughs> so a sustainable uh, a vegan ikura. <laughs> ugh, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, come on. Come uh, on. Don't be so negative. I'd, I'd rather just call it pea nigiri. <laughs> Pigiri. 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 <laughs> so how's it been? So who lives... You're in, you're, you're in Atlanta right now. Yeah. Who lives there? My mom. Okay. Nice. How do you like oh, Atlanta? My dad too, but we don't talk about him. Yeah. 
We don't. Uh, how do you like it? Um, so my mom, she's not like in Atlanta, Atlanta, but she's in the suburbs of Atlanta called Swanee. Okay. It is legit like K-Tan all up in this motherfucker. Is um, it like the second largest population of Koreans outside of K-Tan in the United States? Yeah. Okay. How's the food? Like, there's like a giant Korean mart literally right next to our house. And then all the strip malls are just all Korean businesses. All Korean restaurants, um, Korean karaoke, like Korean fried chicken place, like Korean cafe. Like, it's literally like mini Korea all up in this joint. Huh. I think I think the place that you're talking about was mentioned by like these two Korean guys. I don't know if you saw that TikTok that I sent you. Um, it was like I think yesterday or the day before, which tells everybody how often we send videos to each other if like I'm backlogged right now and I it's only been like twelve hours since I looked at the videos that you sent me. But those Korean guys that I have been saying like actually, but um Okay. Who's counting? It's okay. I just I guess I'll just stop sending you videos. No, don't do that. People sending me videos is the only way I consume TikTok anymore. I'm so sick of looking at the shop. I want to just see the videos. Yeah, I like it when people send me videos because that means the video has been curated. Pre-vetted. Exactly. I know it's not going to be a waste of time or somebody trying to sell me some rocks or a fucking shadow work journal or some shit. Or like some like... Some NPC girl. Yes. Or gang gang. Or any more of just like hoodie Korean girl drama. I'm so sick of hearing about. I'm, <laughs> I thought I, it's very interesting to see people comment about it on, on, on um, Twitter. <laughs> Lots okay, of people so have opinions. I, at first, I thought this drama, okay, for so the listeners who need the context, yes. and you're, if you're not aware of this drama, this one Korean girl, she made a TikTok about how she's no longer friends with this girl um, because um, her best friend and her like roommate, when she got her boyfriend, she borrowed his hoodie and never gave it back. And then she added him to his like close friends list and started posting thirst traps. Mm-hmm. And she felt like she was trying to like, and then she gave him like a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, so she thought she was trying to like steal her man. And the the other girl made a TikTok like defending herself, saying like, "Oh, like I'm known for stealing hoodies, yeah." And the sandwich I got it like from next to my work, and she like goes to me for a whole year and just like how I find out. So that's all fine, you know. It was funny, but then everybody on the internet is like now taking sides and like who's wrong and who's not. And some people are taking it like very personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some people are very taking it very personally because they are one of those, two, like in their minds, they are one of those two women. Um, but have you seen photos of the guy? Yes, very hot. Very, very good looking. Very good looking. The first thing I said is, I am now the sandwich. You can eat me. <laughs> the first thing I thought about as soon as his photos were released, I was like, oh my God. It doesn't matter which one of the women wins this argument. That guy is coming out the most rotted individual ever now that all of like the internet is thirsting after him. Literally. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if you got like a modeling contract out of this or something. Yeah, he's really good looking. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny. Yeah. And it's like, yes, I'd be mad too if that was my boyfriend. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not possessive. Yet. Yet. Mm-hmm. What were we talking about before? I feel like this 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 topic derailed our conversation that we were having before. What were we talking about? I don't even know. I'm sure we'll like listen to it, but it's like, oh yeah, we were supposed to talk about that. Boop, out the window. <laughs> <laughs> While we figure it out, let's take a break. And we're back. Woo! Okay, we remember what we were going to talk about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So it was that TikTok about those two, these two Korean guys, and they were saying how the food, the Korean food in LA is not bad, but overrated compared to Korean food in other parts of the country. And they specifically called out New York and the place in Atlanta that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. They said it was good, but like, for example, they, they were saying how like New York had better like fine dining options. And then they were talking about like their favorite chains and how like there were cer- certain like establishments in LA. I can't say the names of them because I just don't know, remember, or couldn't pronounce any for that if I did, but how they were overrated and how there were chains in Atlanta that were better. And I wanted to know if you thought that that was true or they were valid in their saying so. As a connoisseur of Korean food. I do agree. So obviously, I had a little, lot of Korean food as much as I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Korean food in LA, when it comes to like regular straight up Korean food, you can't beat LA. Like, it's just as good as like the ones in Korea. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like some people say better, the modern Korean cuisine or like the elevated, I'm using the word elevated in terms of like fine dining, mm-hmm. not like better by any means. Yeah. But um, a lot of the places in New York were super solid. For some reason, a lot of those places when they come to LA, they are celebrated and people do go. But for one reason or another, they never stay in business for like longer than two years. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Like, um, do you remember Hanshik? Yeah. Um, that place went away, and that was like a really popular spot that like a lot of people loved the food and everything. Yeah, that was really really good. And do you remember Kin? Yeah. Is that the place where we um, went to with just... Kushbu? Yes. Yeah. They just announced that Kin is closing. It was literally two years ago or a year ago. I know. So a lot of these places, you know, like that has like that had amazing food and they were like well reviewed and they're busy all the time. For some reason, they just don't last in L.A. Hmm. But like a lot of the places, you know, that's been serving like straight up Korean food, you know, that's been like good and it's been around for years. Yeah. They're still going to be there probably like 10 years from now on, which is like great for them. Yeah. But for some reason, LA is like a hard time keeping like a new modern Korean restaurants like up in business. Huh. I wonder why that is. I mean, and I wonder what it is about like New York. But then again, like you don't see a lot of family, uh, family business Korean places open in New York. So it's like kind of like the opposite, right? Yeah, because like a lot of the um, Korean restaurants in New York are like super mega corporate-y, yeah. franchise-y. I feel like that's the only way that they can afford the rent. Or like a chef-driven, like super fine dining Yeah. You know, that like the New York foodies and like the elite like go dine in. Hmm. So I, I guess like also the concept of like fine dining and elevated cuisine is kind of like it's different. 
it, it, what it, what it is in New York and what it is in Los Angeles is kind of like it, it's kind of different because you see a lot of these fancy restaurants in like Beverly Hills and stuff. And we were just talking about them in the car. Um, do you remember we talked about it in the car when when I was there and we were saying like how it was like very just very well done like country club food. Okay, so when we were driving around Beverly Hills. We see like a lot of restaurants that are fancy and, you know, people on TikTok love it. We try to like to guess the menu and what items they will serve. And then we actually looked at the menus and we were almost correct every single time. There was always like a seared salmon something, a kale salad something. There was like a Caesar fil- salad, Caesar salad, a kale Caesar, a filet mignon, some smoothie options. Mm-hmm. Like S- salmon nissois. Yeah. It was very a chicken. A, like it, it was. It was very predictable and like just comparatively to New York, just like, I guess, unadventurous. Safe, Mm. safe, but probably really good quality. But at the end of the day, like safe. Yeah. But also, I don't know, that's like, not of like the vibe I would guess from like general most like, New age American fine dining nowadays, mm-hmm. like New York or LA, there always be some fucking like tomato broth burrata salad on the menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's and, and I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why there are so many restaurants that do this. Mm-hmm. I don't get why there are so many restaurants that do this, and you you find it them also like nice hotel restaurants too, um, unless they're like really advent. They they can some of them turn out to be like ones that go for Michelin stars or whatnot. They they tend to be super safe. But instead of tomato and burrata cheese, it's um tomato foam with burrata. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> it's always a variation of that. And I don't understand why like at least you have more variety of other types mm-hmm. of good food. Like you have really you have fine dining for like Indian cuisine or uh, or or like you said Korean cuisine, but like why don't why doesn't LA have that? Because they have the money. I mean, they have it. It's just, yeah. um, it just doesn't stay in business for that long for some reason. Which is weird too, because you would think that the rent is a lot more doable. Maybe that isn't though. LA is expensive. Maybe it doesn't, I don't know. Or maybe like there are different parts of like doing business or having a, like a restaurant business in California that we just don't know makes it a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. I do hear from a lot of these like um, business owners in Cape Town about how difficult the landlords are in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. Again, but this is all hearsay. Right. How does the Korean food in Atlanta pair up? I mean, I haven't tried too much of it yet because, you know, we had the Thanksgiving and then we've been mostly eating at home. Yeah. But... We did go to a cool place yesterday. It was called Cafe Mix. Mm-hmm. And inside of it were a bunch of different like Korean cafes mashed together. Oh. Um, and which one? And one of them was Cafe Bora, which was actually one of my favorite places to get dessert in LA. But during COVID, they went out of business. And they serve really cool things like purple potato tiramisu, Ooh. persimmon shaved ice. Oh. Um, and they're all really good, and the sweet is like very nuanced. Yeah. And all my friends were really sad when they went on business, but we found it here in Atlanta, right next to my mom's house. Did they move? Oh, uh, apparently it's like a franchise. small franchise in Korea. Okay. 
according to the owner. Nice. Um, and then they just added one here. Very cool. So I got to taste these delicious food again, and I was very happy. <laughs> it was so good to the point where my brother, in fact, went back there again today and got another persimmon shaved ice. <laughs> where does, where's your brother from? Oh, my brother lives in Chicago. He's an elementary school teacher there. Oh, that's right. And is a big fan of the podcast. He is. Yeah, he listens to it every week. Well, hello, brother. Thank you for, so much for, for being our listener. Hey, brother, you suck. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, you know what? I'm kidding. I'm At kidding. least he, he listens talk. to the podcast. I'm sure mine does not. That's true. Yeah, at least mine doesn't beat me. Okay, let's not go that far. My brother couldn't hurt me if he tried. (laughs) (laughs) Is he younger or older? He's younger. He's younger. We could talk about him. He doesn't even text back. He's not listening to this podcast. He doesn't even text back? Oh, my brother does not text back. Hell no. Like, unless he's in trouble. Unless he's like in trouble with something. But like, What went wrong? I don't know. We just, we've never been close. Although, do you feel like as like an older brother mm-hmm. who like grew up gay and like more free, mm-hmm. did you, do you, did you ever feel like you kind of have to break your parents in for everything? I mean, that's, I feel like every, every older sibling had to do that. And I don't think just the gay ones. So it's not just me. The world doesn't revolve around me and my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you the eldest? I'm the eldest. Oh, wow. You don't give that energy off at all. Really? Yeah. What energy do I give off? You do not give off. being flawless? I mean, I think, I feel like if you told me that you had an older brother, I would mm-hmm. believe it. Um, Why? Do I act spoiled or something? Like what? No, no. It's just like people have, the, people give off different kinds of energy. And you you don't give you don't give off eldest energy to me, because mm, I don't take care of people. You barely take care of yourself. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not around you. You know, you're my senpai. <laughs> My older brother. Handyman. <laughs> my much older brother. Okay. 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 All right. My gay uncle. Y- you know what? Uncle. Listen. All right. My elder in the community. Anyways, what do you like to do for to celebrate the holidays, Ken? <laughs> I don't know why you were changing the subject. Um, okay. Because it is a perfect time to change the subject. Um, so are you the type of person that starts to celebrate Christmas right away as soon as Thanksgiving is over? Or do you celebrate it, do you start like even before Thanksgiving? Or do, are you the type of person that needs that separation? I mean, I've never been that excited about Christmas. Me. Like. Yeah, I agree. You know, I know Christmas is like the one season we're supposed to feel the Christmas joy and the cheer and the, the spirit or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But like even growing up, you know, like it's just Christmas is like another holiday. Yeah. You know? And then as soon as like Thanksgiving is over, you're bombarded with Mariah Carey's all in for Christmas is you anywhere you go into stores, online. I personally don't hate it, to be quite honest. But yeah, I do mm-hmm. like Christmas music. I do. 
I do too. Okay. <laughs> um, there's like a joke in the drag community. Christmas time is when six grown men in wigs fight over who gets to perform Mariah Carey <laughs> at their show. Yes. This one tour I did, they're like, no one is performing all for Christmas is you. Um, like to make it fair. So then Dell only played a song like at the end of the show. Yeah. When we were like all lined up for curtain call. And it's like, mm. this kind of seems like a waste because the sex song that everybody loves. And like, but you're not letting anyone perform it. Right. That's like a huge moneymaker song, I'll bet, for when you were touring yeah. or not touring, but when if you're like a bar queen. Oh, for sure. You know? So I personally like, am not a big Christmas person, but Little John is the biggest. Christmas person mm-hmm. to the point where he actually doesn't like Thanksgiving very much because he thinks it gets in the way. Oh my God. <laughs> like he wants to, he wants to celebrate it like now he actually like told me, it was like, he, he told me today. I was like, you know, in the Philippines, like they start listening to Christmas music in September and they're like, apparently the earliest there, they chart, they track countries of uh, like how much Christmas music they listen to. And Philippines starts the earliest with, they start in September which I I don't know why. Probably because they don't have Thanksgiving to get in the way. Yeah, I think Thanksgiving is great because it's like the amuse bush to Christmas. Like Thanksgiving lets people know it is socially acceptable for you to start singing Christmas songs in public mm-hmm. after today. Yeah. See, I think I think of it as like Thanksgiving is about savory food. Mostly, and Christmas is about desserts <laughs> and hot mm, cocoa. Uh, it's sweets. Christmas is sweet. Thanksgiving is savory. And I don't think, I don't personally believe that Thanksgiving needs to be a family holiday. I think it gives like the older generation an excuse to like see their kids again. It does, but like it's so close together with Christmas. Mm-hmm. So like, it's the like fact you get that, one or the other. Yeah, you should get you should get one of you should be allowed. It should, no, it should be okay to get one or the other, and like have one be dedicated to like I guess the family and friends of like because I love friendsgiving. I think friendsgiving is like the best. Mm-hmm. It, it it's up there with Halloween for me. Oh my god! Especially when there's a potluck involved. Oh my god! It's so good. Okay, so uh. I don't think you understand, but. Potluck is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. And when, whenever you see like videos of like friends giving or whatever, there's always some asshole that comments. Mm, I don't trust like, you know, like anybody else's kitchen or some bullshit. No. I then they don't know enough people bring. who cook. It's true. And also, what a person brings to a potluck, the dish they bring in their hand is a window to their soul. Yes. You know, like... Because some people, like, for potlucks, they go all out and they'll bring, like, the best-looking dish, you know, like, made with, like, the best ingredients. Yeah. And some people are just like, fuck it. Like, I picked up these box of cookies on the way here. Uh, Sometimes but, they bring fried chicken, and that is also a baller move, though. I mean, anything is okay, yeah. you know? But it's just, like... It's very telling of their personality. And yeah. How do you like navigate life? Or like one person brings alcohol or, or a bunch of wine. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people bring plates. Like they're helpful. Mm-hmm. Or, or are they people who bring utensils and plates and napkins and stuff, they know what their strengths are. 
They are the organizers. Mm-hmm. They don't. They know yep. that like I don't have to be the star of the show, but you know I'm gonna make sure the shit will run on time. Like mm-hmm. they're the people that you can trust with your secrets. And also, there are people like as a foodie. There are people that inspires me at potlucks. Yeah. Like for example, um, our company Kim Chic Beauty had a Friendsgiving last year and this year. Mm-hmm. And last year, this one um, girl made turkey birria. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. And then she took yeah. the turkey, you know, boiled it down with all this like chile. Oh. And then she brought like cilantro and onion and like, you know, little like soup cups, you know, that we could all eat out of. And it was like so juicy, so flavorful and so moist. And um, like, and the thing is like when you, if you do a potluck style and you have a group of friends that like know and know how to cook or like to cook or, or even at the very least, like know they can do one thing really, really well. You mm-hmm. generally tend to eat better than most of the people where like one person was involved for the whole dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, because everybody just puts all of their focus into this one thing, making sure that they made enough for it and stuff like that. Like, and I love watching the ones on TikToks where they do potlucks, where they like do stuff from their own co- country and stuff like that, or their own like ethnic cuisine. Yes. Those are so interesting. And that is why and like so everyone- much fun. Sh- yes. That's why everyone should have diverse groups of friends because you just eat better at potlucks. Also because it's just your better people. And also I feel like trying new flavor gives you like an appreciation to like other cultures and how other people live their life. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you think about like, oh, why does this country use so much like oil in their cooking? Because their climate is hot and like this food is like meant to like last like in the heat. Right. Um, like without spoiling. And you know, just little things like that. Mm-hmm. Like this country, you know, like they produce a lot of rice and like, you know, and it's like a jungle. So then, you know, they have like a lot of like fresh veggies, you know, just part of their cuisine. Yeah. It's just all very interesting to me. I agree. This year for my um, the Kim Chic Beauty potluck, I decided to be a little decadent for our staff. Oh, what did you do? And I made truffle deviled eggs. Oh. And then, um, have you ever heard of this brand called Island Creek Oysters? Yes, I was there with you when you shot that video. Oh, yeah. I actually held the camera um, sometimes. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways... The products they sell are really great. So they sell like amazing. I'm not being paid to say this, um, but they sell great, um, like tin fish, mm-hmm. but like unusual tin fish. It's not just like your average, um, like tuna and salmon, but they have like cockles and mussels and clams, mm-hmm. like razor clams that are all displayed beautifully. They also have caviar. That's what I exactly what I was getting to. Okay. They have a great selection of caviar. So I took those truffle deviled eggs and I topped each one with a Oh my God, that sounds so good. Oh, that sounds amazing. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, this is my first time ever trying caviar. Oh, that's a good first time to try caviar. Deviled eggs is a good, that's mm -hmm. a good idea. And it made me feel happy to see all of it get eaten up. And mm. I was able to like let these people like have a taste of caviar for the first time. Yeah. They sponsored the caviar for my caviar tomato sandwich video. And they sent me a whole bunch of oh. oysters and cockles. Yeah. Aren't those so good? They are so good. I we had fresh oysters. Oh my God. 
Very, very good. Oh my god! I wish I had a code to like give it to our listeners or something so they could go try out. I know. Well, I don't have a code. I, I don't either. MylandCreekOysters.com. <laughs> Tell them we sent you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them we love them. <laughs> I mean, we do love them. Uh, Their food is delicious. <laughs> we do. Um. So, do you decorate for Christmas? No, because no. as a single gay man living alone, decoration just means more trash I have to take out in New Year. <laughs> That's so so pragmatic. I love it. We started decorating Hot. yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and how does it look? Oh my gosh, so good. We just got a tree today. Um, and then we got like wreaths and around banisters and stuff like that. I had some people put up lights for my house. Um, we've got like we have like a holiday cabinet or a holiday closet where we it's just like holiday decorations cuz it's not just christmas. Little John likes to decorate for all of holidays. He's actually accumulating a Chinese New Year box of mm-hmm. decorations. Like he decorates Oh my god. Yeah, he decorates for for CNY more than I ever did. So I keep telling him not to buy like too nice of a quality of stuff because the decorations have to change every year cuz the animal changes, but he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what my favorite holiday tradition is? What? So, if you know me in real life, I'm someone who loves giving gifts. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to give me gifts, but like I love... Like if you're my friend, and if it's like a special occasion, and you let me know, I will get you a fucking fierce gift. Yes. Um, and white elephant parties... Oh, you like those? ...are my favorite... <laughs> Because um, I get to bring a fun gift. I also get to take a fun gift home. And then I also get to steal gifts and break someone's heart. <laughs> it is like all my favorite activities combined into one night. <laughs> okay. Like I fucking love white elephant parties. Oh my god. I've only ever been to white elephant parties where people are like trying to unload things that they don't want in their house. But I would love to be part of a white elephant gift where like everybody brings something that everybody else wants and it's just like cutthroat and bitter and somebody leaves angry at the end. That high stakes white elephant sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, especially like with like a really good group of friends Who's not afraid to tear you down? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Like, absolutely. Like, um, but also, like, set a price limit so you don't like over and beyond, you know, to say everyone like $50, $30, whatever. So, yeah. Everyone has to be really creative within like that price point, you know? Yeah. Um, and that makes it even more fun. I think one year, um, one of my friends, she brought like the biggest box, and of course, everybody wanted it because it was the biggest box. Yeah. And when the person who got it opened it up, it was like a giant roll of toilet papers and a Taco Bell gift card. <laughs> <laughs> so the so it was deception. It was it was manipulation. <laughs> uh-huh. But then also Taco Bell gift card, you know? Like, yeah. But also like happiness. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's amazing. Absolutely. 
So um, if you know me in real life and you're having a white elephant party, you should consider bringing me. <laughs> Please, I need, I, need, I need to go to more white elephant parties. Uh, that's fun. Especially once where there's like 20 people invited. Oh, I love them. Those can take hours. I know. I love them. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that's our time. John Kong's cookbook is available nationwide. Oh, yeah. Um, order it. I've seen it in the UK and Australia and Poland and also in Hong Kong, too. Oh, wow. Representation yeah. matters. I know. I know. That would make a good gift. That's under $30. Mm-hmm. And it, that's a gift that white elephant that might disappoint some people <laughs> or might make someone really happy. Yeah. So either way, you either make someone really happy or you disappoint. So it's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. And um, follow us on our Instagram at one for the table and have a happy post Thanksgiving. <laughs> and also makeup really makes a good gift too. Mm-hmm. And occasionally we answer listener questions. Um, we forgot to get to them today, but we'll get to them next week. Yeah. But if you have any questions for us, um, please submit them to our Instagram, one for the table. And how you can submit this question is, because a lot of people ask, how do we submit a question? Just DM it to us. It's that easy. Yeah, DM it. And actually, there is another way that you can submit a question. I'll, I'll just say right now, our email is table at gmail.com. So you can just submit one that way too. Oh. All right. And John will check the email and read it to us. Yes. Yes, I will. Because I know you don't know the password. Absolutely. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Bye.